Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Another great week for us to be back in doing the Aztecs basketball podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Matt Scraby. Got Randy Holcomb with me. And we're excited Aztecs fans today. We're excited Aztec talkers, I guess, because they've now won 10 in a row. They're 19-4 and on the season, and they're ranking. They have gone up again in the AP poll, but we'll get to that before. Uh, we'll get to that later, a little bit later in the podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, their upcoming game with UNLV and whether or not we have concerns with a letdown. We'll talk bracketology in the second half of the podcast. But let's start, Randy, with the amazing 2-0. They survived against the Boise State Broncos, the other best team in the conference. So those were some impressive games. You were just telling me you thought those were huge games. What are your thoughts on uh, on the Aztecs after they beat Boise State? Man, I think we're just on the right trajectory. I think that the – at this time of season, we're getting getting down to crunch time. So the, the ability to be able to win games right now is critical. And um, the the sad part is that a loss in this situation is catastrophic, mm-hmm. but a win only inches you up, but so far, right? So we'll much rather take those the the inch or two up as opposed to taking a loss that could, <laughs> that could derail the whole train. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the AP rankings just came out about 20 minutes ago and the Aztecs moved from 22 to 19. So not a crazy jump. I mean, there was a lot of movement going on at the top of the AP list because I know Ohio State lost, uh, Baylor lost. So there was a lot of teams that were above the Aztecs that ended up not really moving down too much. And I don't understand the rankings. I don't. I I think the rankings, especially this year, they're so stupid. You're, You're basing you're basing a ranking on whether or not you think that team's actually good, but they're not playing the games. Some of them aren't playing the games. So I don't put too much stock into the rankings this year. I know that's how they're going to judge it, but what, what are your thoughts on the rankings and everything like that? That's really tough. To I, I'm not quite sure what the algorithm is to, to rank teams that have played less games than others. And uh, It's brand name know, basis. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. And then two, I think the thing that's really upset the apple cart is the fact that the uh, the blue schools, the big blues, yep. are, all, are all struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, they're all struggling to get wins. So uh, usually you have them, you know, there's a pecking order that happens every year that's, you know, unfair with those blue schools. But now when you look at Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Duke, especially North Carolina, they're all they're they're not at the top of their game. And some of the other teams that are have come along are, you know, the Michigans, and so on and so forth, have made things very, very interesting at the yeah, top. Yeah, they have. So uh, figuring out where San Diego State actually fits in that in that realm is a tough deal. And having to win, having to basically win out is unfair. But that's really what has to happen at this point is that they need to win out. Yeah, yeah, they do. And and Baylor, uh, this is just how kind of weird the rankings are. Baylor, they're 18-1. and one. Uh, They lost over the weekend, but they only moved down one spot. It, it, Michigan and Baylor flip-flopped. So Michigan is 18-1 and one as well, but they moved up to number two. And, and there's just like Ohio State only went from four to seven, but Ohio State has lost seven games. So it, it's I, I understand the Big Ten has really great teams this year. It's a strong – it's a really strong conference. You got Illinois, you got Iowa – you got Ohio State, you got Michigan, you Michigan. got 
a lot of different teams in the Big Ten there at the top. So I understand their conference is a little bit tougher, but it just I, I can't get over the the East Coast bias. I, I just can't get over it. It's just something we talk about uh, on, on our radio show a lot is, is how people don't even give any respect to those West Coast teams. I think a lot of that, too, has to has to do with the fact that they're not seen as much and yes. that those media, you know, uh, watching those games later at night is, is you know, tough for somebody that's on the East Coast. But, uh, well, I should say, in addition to the fact that media is just bigger on the East Coast. I mean, when anything in and around the New York area or Boston or whatever the case may be, Philadelphia, um, they get. And it's unfair too that their that their reports or reporters get more love than the than the ones on the West Coast. It's like when you live on the West Coast, as though you don't really know anything as a writer or a reporter or an analyst, whatever the case may be. Yeah, we get to see all the sports on the West Coast, so we know more than those East Coast people. And if your job was, is to if your job is to rank people, you should be staying up. I'm sorry. If your job is to, to determine how good a team is, stay up and watch the games. I don't care. Or, or move to the West Coast. Why don't you move, move to, the to the West Coast, Coast. so that it's so it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you can sit on the beach and watch all the games. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. As opposed to, you know, so Thank it, would, you. it would make it would make sense to uh, again the, to to watch all of the games and and for uh, the powers that be to take that into account that yeah. you know you you have to watch the games on the West Coast because I guarantee you, if you brought some of those teams out from the East Coast out west they would get murdered in some situations. <laughs> I love that. Cause I, I'm, I'm a West coast guy. I grew up my entire life on the West coast and, and, and the East coast is nice and everything, but I will never give up my West coast love. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. tired of the West coast getting just, you know, thrown through the ringer because we are three hours behind of the East coast. All right. Enough with my East coast, West coast uh, rant right now. <laughs> it's been happening a lot lately. It's I'm like, I'm like, I'm like in training to be get off my long guy. So <laughs> it, it's it's just going to get, I think, a little bit worse from here, but it, it's all right. I, I'm going to feel that way. Before we go any further, let's uh, we're going to get into the actual Boise State games real quick, but let's talk about Bet Online. The college basketball tournament's coming up, and I went into the Bet Online website and I did a deep dive on everything going on with Bet Online. And they have, honestly, they have it all. Like when I've been reading this ad and everything, I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, you think you have it all. You even have reality. TV. No, they definitely have everything. You can even bet during games, like during tennis matches I was looking at. You could bet, do they get an ace on this serve? Now, if that's your speed, then go for it because bet online makes it very easy. But if you just want to bet different things like uh, the spreads or just a prop bet, does a player have 20 points or over, over, under type thing? And the Golden Globes were last night. They had uh, some bets on the um, award shows and TV shows, reality TV. They have hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we bet on the Aztecs every single day on our radio show because we have a segment for betting. And they are the hardest team to figure out when it comes to the spread and all that stuff. They were six and a half point spread for both games against Boise state uh, favored by six and a half points. And the first game I thought no problem in the first half, at least I thought no problem. They're going to cover this all good. They're up by a lot. This is a great game for the Aztecs. They're taking care of a good team. And then all of a sudden 
I don't know what happened, but Boise State hit like six threes in a row. And they were they weren't just threes, they were deep threes. So I'm curious to get your thoughts about what happens what what do, you, what do you think about a team going up big in the first half and then allowing a team to get back into it because that's to me as just a casual fan uh it, it looks glaring but maybe to a basketball guy like yourself it's not as big of a deal all right i, w- I want everybody listening to to, to pull out a, a paper and pencil right <laughs> okay you know let's I mean? do it this is this is basketball this is basketball not 101. This is this is 201, right? Okay. This is a level right. up. Right? Sophomore level. Sophomore level. This is sophomore level <laughs> stuff, right? You know what I mean? That that 12 o'clock class. Basketball is uh, a game of runs, right? And it's very it's very difficult. And the reason that there it's a game of runs is because it's very difficult for the entire group to maintain the same thought process. So, if you're winning, it's very very difficult right, to, uh, for the entire group not to relax. And if one person relaxes, then it, it'll pull the group down one way or the other. Uh, uh, or, yeah, it'll pull the group down, not one way, but just pull the group down. Yeah. The flip side of that is that if you're losing a basketball game, the confidence level tends to go up, right? Because yes. what do you have to lose, right, at, the, at this point? Nothing. What do you have to lose? Nothing. So you play freer. When you're winning a basketball game, um, and the and the flow of the game is is one that okay, we're playing a pretty good team. We just we we need to maintain. We need to maintain. We need to maintain. You play a little bit tighter. So mm-hmm. all teams typically go on go on runs. Uh, Boise State is a, is a good team. They went on yeah. a run. San Diego State is a good team. They went on a run. So yes. I think it's uh, it's about the it's about holding those runs you know, holding people down in their run, right? Definitely don't want people hitting a bunch of threes. That's for sure. (laughs) No, they hit a ton of threes. Like the the scoring was so much different in the second half from the first half in that game on Thursday night. Aztecs ended up winning by 12. But if you were to, if you were to just show me the score, I would have thought, all right, Aztecs cruise. But that's not the case because in the first half, it was a 29-17 Aztecs lead going into the half. Second half, the uh, Broncos scored 46 points in the second half Aztecs scored 34 so they tied it up they go to overtime and then in overtime it wasn't even a it wasn't even a contest because like I said we were betting on the games the point was point spread was six and a half I already chalked it up to a loss on my end but the Aztecs ended up winning by 12 points so they clamped down on defense and you've been talking about this all year long is that Brian Dutcher has kind of let the reins off of the offense a little bit. And, and, and they're not playing, not that they're not playing good defense, but they're not playing the defense that Aztecs teams usually have, um, you know, in their identity, but in the overtime period, it just kind of showed me that when they want to turn it on and when they need to turn it on, on the defensive side, they're able to turn it on because it's not easy to score 15 points. I believe what five minute overtime period. That's a lot of points for a five minute overtime period. Yeah. I mean, it is. I think that when you, um, when you look at Dutch's teams again, it, you know, they just, pro- they get better progressively over the course of the season. I think there was a lot of harping on defense at the start. But mm-hmm. the fact remains is that, and and no matter how unpopular it is, you have to be able to outscore the opponent. That's the yeah. name of the game. The team with the most points wins, period. Not yeah. the team that holds the other team to less points. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he, 
I think that in that though, I think they've gotten a, a they've gotten some confidence and some swagger. But with that confidence and swagger, I think you lose a little on the defensive side. The kid Pullian uh, is oh Trey Pullian, yeah. Uh, oh man, he's just playing great, man. Like I, you know, I think he's you know he's playing with a with a charisma and a smoothness that. Um, that a young a young player shouldn't necessarily or not, I'm not going to say shit wouldn't necessarily have at this point in the, in their career, uh, and then you know Matt is Matt Mitchell is always Matt Mitchell. So uh, I think that with the, with those two players and 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 some of the others and, and the way the ball is kind of floating around, there's not really one person that you can key on, with the exception of Matt. Um, it, it, it's very difficult to defend the Aztecs now because they, they um, you don't know who to key on or who to stop. Um, and I think, I think that keeps teams off balance. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Boise State is a good team. You yeah. know, they were getting to the basket pretty easily. They were making shots pretty easily. So, you yes. know, that's a good team. They just happen to, they just happen to run into to a team that's, you know, looks that on that particular day and hopefully every time a little <laughs> bit better, right? You know, yeah. just a little bit better. Yeah, and, and I love to see you mentioned Trey Pulliam. He he threw up some uh he threw up a lob too. I can't I think it was Nathan Mensa. That was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Went drove the lane, just threw it up there, little teardrop lob, and Nathan Mensa slammed it down. So that's what I like to see. I like to see Trey Pulliam getting involved. I like to see Terrell Gomez getting involved because sometimes Jordan Shackle, he is just guarded so tight because everybody knows he can make the three from wherever the uh, wherever on the court he is that he has no opportunity to shoot the ball. So, I mean, in that Thursday game, he only scored six points and he took six shots. But then you got Trey Pulliam. He's taken 14 shots and he's making half of them. And he made both his threes and he scored 18 points. So he stepped up. Terrell Gomez stepped up. Kashad Johnson stepped up. I mean, we could keep going on and on. Josh Tomeic, uh, Adam Seiko, Lamont Butler. He's been great this year. So the, everything is starting to kind of mesh when it needs to mesh. This is like the perfect time to mesh. And they've won 10 games in a row. Probably could have been 12 with the New Mexico games. By the way, those games were forfeited by New Mexico, but it doesn't help us at all. It doesn't help the Aztecs whatsoever. It's so stupid. It's like, just put the wins in their win column. I mean, I'd rather them just be postponed or canceled than than forfeited. So, um, So the Boise State games, they won both of those. They're looking good for the Mountain West tournament here, but they still have one more regular season game to go. And you talked about it last week about how they have to go travel to UNLV and they have to go play that game uh, uh, against, um, I think they're the Rebels now. I don't even know if they're the running Rebels, but they're the Rebels. They they have to go to Las Vegas, play this game. Brian Dutcher not happy, and you weren't very happy that they had to go play this game either. So what do you think? Do you think um, – I know that Dutcher's not going to allow them to get surprised and to – you know, in football they call it a trap game where mm-hmm. they're looking ahead. I don't think Coach Dutcher will ever allow his team to do that. But um, quickly, what do you think about this UNLV game? And do you think that this is a, a game to watch for a letdown? You know, I think it is. I think it is. I think that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think there's a lot of times when you become when you go from becoming the hunter to the hunted. And I don't think that you necessarily have a say in that a lot of times, right? Yeah. I, I think you want to you you want to feel like you're the hunter, but after winning ten straight games, you become the hunted. Um, I don't think UNLV has a whole lot to lose in that in 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 playing us. I think that they're going to be ready to play. Um, I don't think that it's a fair game. I don't think that it's a fair game to play uh, for a lot of reasons. But 
you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, you just got to show up and perform. I mean, it's, it's just what it is sometimes. I, nobody cares at this point whether you yeah. like it or you don't. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you just got to go and perform. And um, uh, I think that, but I do think that there is, there's a part of me that that's concerned about this game. Um, I would hope that, I would hope that we can go up there and win it pretty handily, but uh, also know that, um, you know, UNLV, they have a they have a good coach, right? If I'm yeah. being if I'm being honest, they have a really good coach. So, um, and I think that they're going to watch all the film. They're going to see. They're going to look at what Boise was able to do, especially in that um, in the in the overtime game, and they're going to try to duplicate that. You know, times two, right? I'm thinking yeah. they're going to try to duplicate that that same thing. I want to touch on something that again that you had just t- touched on with uh, yeah. Jordan, though. Um, Jordan has to do a better job of moving without the basketball. Right. He's too easy. You get, he's too easily guarded. Um, there's no way that he should only be shooting the ball six times as a, you know, as one of the guys on this team. He's supposed to be a guy on this team and he's just standing around too much. So either one of two things is going wrong. Either uh, either Dutch is not putting him in the right positions or keeping him on his horse, so to speak, keeping him running around the floor, moving around the floor um, or he's not moving around on his own, right? Whatever, whatever that is, he's not doing enough. There isn't enough movement for him. If you can just stick somebody between he and the basketball and he's guarded that easily. Right. So whether or not they're close to him, I would, I would imagine that he should be able to get some back doors. I would imagine that he should be able to run around. I would imagine that, um, you know, they showed a clip and and I'm, I'm not saying that he's this at all, but, uh, over the weekend, they were talking about Steph Curry and how Steph moves without the ball and how much ground he covers in the, in the possession um, in terms of just running around and yeah. just to get free. And when you're a shooter and and you're not a guy who can put it, and that's not to say he can't dribble, but he he up to this point has not shown the ability to put the ball on the ground consistently and create for himself. Well, if that's the case, then you need to you need to get your butt up and start running. You need <laughs> yeah. to run around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to move yeah. around. And he's yeah. currently that's not happening. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, w- I just want to touch on that. We can go no, back, that's good. but I want to touch on that. No, that's 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 good. And and that's one of the reasons why I, I quit basketballs because when someone guarded me a little bit too tough, I was like, Come on, dude. You just let me go. I don't, I don't, I don't watch you in my face anymore. I was not good with moving without the basketball, but Jordan Shackle, that, that's a great point. I didn't even look at it that way. And he does kind of, he does kind of just wait for his, his shot to manifest itself in the corner or at the top of the key. And that is interesting. I, I wonder, I wonder what's going on there. And, and like you said, if you're, I mean, if you're, guarding him and you know that you can just get in his face and he'll kind of get a little frustrated and maybe not run around the court then that's easy for them it's really easy for them to guard him 100 i mean you got to figure like the defenses are going to tighten on on certain people they've been tightening on him selfishly if he wants to continue his basketball career after san diego state yeah he better be better you know he's better be better he's got to be better than that you know, what I mean? yeah. he's got to be better than just allowing people to guard him, just face guard him or stick a hand in the passing lane. Yeah. Uh, and he just allow himself to be guarded. Now, again, I you know, I've watched their scheme uh, offensively, some, some of the things that they run. Um, but I'm also going to heart. I'm also going to say this, that I know Dutcher. Right. I know I know Coach Dutcher and Dutcher is not going to Dutcher is not going to 
uh, limit one of his best players. In fact, he's not going to limit any player. If you can do it, he's going to tell you to do it because the other guys are doing it, right? The other guys are doing it right now. Yeah. So uh, going into uh, this UNLV game, the key to winning that game, I'm going to just go out there on a limb and say the key to winning this game um, against UNLV is Jordan. If Jordan has a great game, they'll win. If he has a subpar game or, or not a great game, it's going to be a struggle, right? Yeah. It's going to be a struggle, I believe. So we'll yeah, see how no, it plays out. That's great. That's great insight. And he came back with 17 points in the game on Saturday. Um, but it, it, th- there's a lot of that in the Aztecs this year. S- slow start in small games to big games. Slow start in small games to big games. It's just it, it, you can't predict it. And that's not good because Matt Mitchell only scored uh, eight points in the game and they won 62-58. So you can't take it away from them. But at the same time, you got to be more consistent if you want to go deep in the tournament. You, the guys that are the guys have to be the guys. The yeah. guys that are the guys have to be the guys. Right? Yeah, There's, no, it's a good and point. And you have to, be, you know, you you have to be, you have to know that you're going to get guarded. You have to know that it's going to be tough. You have to know that you might have to push the issue a little bit. Uh, again, San Diego State does a great job of sharing the ball, distributing the ball, allowing other people to, to play well and all the rest of that. But those guys have to be the guys, period. Right? Yeah. That's how you, you win with your guys down the stretch. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, when it comes to tournament time, uh, Jordan and Matt are going to have to be the best players on the floor, right? Yeah. And in my and that's humble their, opinion, that's their audition too for post playing career. And exactly, right? And and that's why I'm speaking on it because a lot of times, you know, players think that they're just going to um, that okay, we won, and I'm going to get an opportunity to play at the net. No, it does not work like that. You yeah. have to you have to dominate, right? If you yeah. dominate this level, you'll get a chance to play at the next. Yes, yes, definitely. So looking to see what Jordan Shackle does in this game on Wednesday against the UNLV. We're going to get to the Bracketology um, review real quick, but I just wanted to uh, talk about our other sponsor, eBay. Now, they are the original sneaker marketplace. I was talking to a friend over the weekend who really likes shoes, and he said that he's been using eBay's sneaker marketplace for a long time because he has nothing to worry about. So I'm glad that we are repping some, uh, you know, a company that is dedicated to making sure that the people get the shoes that they want to get. And with their authentic authenticity, it's an easy word for me to say. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. How many times are they going to get authenticity in there for me to mess up? Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. If you are a sneaker seller out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers, $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So if you got about 100 shoes in your, your closet and your wife or whoever is telling you they need to get rid of it, then you could go to eBay and you could sell your sneakers on the eBay sneaker marketplace. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Okay, before we head out for the day, we have to update everyone on the bracketology um, numbers that we're looking at right now. Uh, First off, Andy Katz of NCAA, he told us last week that he thinks that the Aztecs are only in the first four, which is ridiculous to me. I can't even believe that he would only put him in the first four. But 
again, that was before he hasn't put out a new one yet. So that was before the two wins against Boise State. And if I don't see him move them into the regular tournament, we're going to get on him on this podcast and on the radio show that I work on 97.3 The Fan. But the other guys that usually put out their their bracketology, Jerry Palm of CBS, he has them as a nine seed right now. And Joe Lunardi hasn't updated his from Friday, so they could even be going up a little bit more. But they are the eight seed in the ESPN bracketology. So it's 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 almost like um, they're locked into the tournament right now. And an eight or nine seed isn't so bad. Uh, I would like to see them go up a little bit more because I don't think they're they're gonna get to a five seed or anything like that. But I want to see them on the eight seed, seven seed plane, just because I think that's a little bit better for them. Um, what are you thinking about the, the, the seeding and, and what do you think is the best spot for them? Man, it's really tough. It goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier about the seeding and the teams and all the rest of that kind of stuff. I think the, the I think this is truly one of those tournaments that is just important just to get in. Yeah. Just get in. Yeah, yeah, um, this year especially. Yeah, just get in. You know what I mean. And if you get yeah. in, you can. Uh, you know, there. I don't. I don't believe that they're going to be. I don't believe this year is about upsets. I think that the best teams are going to win. Right. This this yeah. particular year, and SDSU is playing some of the best basketball right now. Um, you know, I. Andy Katz is my man. Right, Andy. Oh, you, is, oh you know him. I know it. Yeah, I know Andy. Oh, this is Andy awkward Andy. because I just trashed him, and I had no idea. No, you knew no, him. no. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was, and I was just about to say, if he said, if he says that, then, uh, and it doesn't play that way. Well, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna trash him too. Come, come, uh, <laughs> come okay, next Monday, right, or, right. or the following Monday, whenever that yeah. is, right? But, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it, it's very just. Uh, to say the first four, that's, I mean, that is, I don't, that just doesn't sound right to me this, this particular year. Um, but I think the more important than any of that stuff is just getting in the tournament because then you'll get a gauge as to see as to who's, who's what, right. Who's, who's what. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll yeah. see how it plays out. We'll, we'll definitely see how it plays out. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, the, the bracketology is just basically their best educated guess on where they're going to go. It has nothing to do with the selection committee or anything like that. So they could go in know. a completely different spot. Listen, Matt, I'm not sure on how educated that was that, you know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not certain on the first four. Now, that's that, that seems a, a little it's off, a, but that's disrespectful a little bit to me. Disrespectful. Yeah, I get you. I don't even Absolutely. like the first four, and I just don't even like the first four. If you're good enough to make it into the tournament, like all 12 seeds, then you're good enough to make it into the tournament. I understand they're trying to get these other teams a spot, but a team like San Diego State, say they were in the first four and they lose, that's not good for them. Come on. That's not good for college basketball. That's just wrong, I think. So. Right. Agreed. We'll see. Agreed. We'll see. Uh, well, lots of good stuff for us to talk about today on the Aztecs uh, Basketball Believe Hoops podcast here with uh, Matt Scraby and Randy Holcomb. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a win from UNLV and we'll know or over UNLV and we'll know a little bit more about the Mountain West Conference Tournament and who the Aztecs are playing and all that good stuff. So uh, have a great week. And if you want to hit us up on social media at Matt Scraby for me at Alfred's House for Randy. And please let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how you uh, feel about this Aztecs team going into the tournament. We'd love to hear from you, and you'll get a shout-out here on the podcast. So thanks to everyone. Thanks to eBay. Thanks to Bet Online. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Believe Aztecs Basketball Podcast 
on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.